Young man, you know, 17 years old, kind of what you used to be. Um, I said, man, <laughs> I said, I feel, <laughs> I feel old, you know. Um, let me preach, let me preach. You, you, you have less time in the 8 o'clock service, so I should just get right to it, amen? amen. Um, if you have your Bibles with you, would you turn with me to Judges chapter 14? Judges chapter 14. Judges chapter 14, and we're going to begin reading at verse 14. Judges chapter 14, verse 14. Within this verse, um, Samson shares a riddle. I'm just going to read the riddle. It may read differently in different Bibles. Judges chapter 14, verse 14. Judges chapter 14, verse 14. I'm just going to read the riddle. It reads this. Out of the eater came something to eat. And out of the strong came something sweet. Let me say it one more time. Out of the eater came something to eat. And out of the strong came something sweet. Amen. Amen. The title of this message will be Honey from a Lion. Honey from a Lion. Let us pray. Lord, with the words of Samson, just this once, just do it one more time. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 When studying scripture, it's always good to look for things that are out of the norm. When studying scripture, it's always good to look for things that are out of the norm. Let me explain. Um, for example, Matthew chapter 27, verse 45, Jesus on a cross, and, and that verse says that during the, the, the sixth hour that there was darkness over the land, but the only problem with that is that the sixth hour is noon, but yet it's darkness over the land, so it's supposed to be, supposed to be the brightest time of the day, but yet it's darkness over the land. That, that, that's out of the norm. So, 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 but it could be that because Jesus is the light of the world and, and therefore a candle, you don't put a candle in a light place, but you put a candle in a dark place. So, so, so really you see a, the candlelight best when it's dark. So it could be that the Father knew that since Jesus is the light of the world and, and we see him most clearly at the cross, that so the Father could, say, could have just said, let me turn off the lights. So, 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 but it's out of the norm. We, we, we also see something else out of the norm. In um, 1 Kings chapter 18, um, you know, um, there's Baal worshippers, and uh, Elijah is on a Mount Carmel, and, and, and he, he, he wished that the Lord will light the sacrifice. You know, now, now he wished that he would light the sacrifice, but he do something out of the norm. He takes a jar of water and he pours it over the sacrifice. And not only do he do it once, he do it twice, he pours again, and the third time he pours again. Now, now, now this is out of the norm, because if you're going to make a burnt offering, you don't want the sacrifice to be wet, you want it to be dry. You know, we wouldn't start a barbecue this way. 
You know, you, 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 you wouldn't start a barbecue this way, but, but it's out of the norm. And, and since I'm here, I'm just going to make a point here. You know, you know, you see, you have, um, before we come to Christ, you have different types of sinners. You know, you have your dry sinners. And the, the dry sinners are the ones who, 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 who they, they haven't accepted Christ, but they still try to do the right thing. They still try to be moral. And, and also you have your, your damp sinners. You know, they're they, they not really trying to do right, but they're not trying to do wrong. You know, they, they're kind of in the middle. They, these are your lukewarm sinners. They've been damp with lukewarm water. So, so you have your, your damp sinners. And, and, but you also have those other sinners. You have those drenched sinners. Now, now these drenched sinners are those that you say, oh, you know, you know, <laughs> that these drench, I don't need to explain that. We just have some drenched sinners. But, but yet, don't you know we all need a flame of salvation? We need the Heavenly Father to put us all the flame. But when you consider the odds, you'll say, well, you know, it's, it's likely that the Lord can catch a flame that, that dry sinner. And, and perhaps maybe he can catch a flame that damp sinner. But, oh, that, that, that drenched sinner. I don't know if the Lord can catch that drip center of flame, but I'm here to tell you this morning that the Lord can even, they'll say, preachers, don't waste your time. If you're going to preach, if you want to fill up your church, preach to the dry center. Preach to the damp center. Don't waste your time preaching to those drenched sinners. But, but I'm here to tell you that we got to preach even to the drenched sinners because the Lord can light even some drenched sinners of flame. But, 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 but I guess the point I'm trying to make that water over a, 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 a burnt offering, that's just out of the norm. You also, we also see this in Second Chronicles, I believe, chapter um, 20, verse 21. You know, um, Jehoshaphat is leading, leading the Israelites into battle, but he does something out of the norm. He, he puts his worshipers and he put his praisers before the army. <laughs> this is out of the norm because normally you celebrate after the battle. You don't celebrate before the battle, but, but could it be that the Lord trying, trying to teach us something? Don't wait till after the battle to praise him, but, but praise him before... Out of the norm. We also see something else out of the norm in Judges chapter 6, verse 11. Gideon, he's threshing wheat in a wine press. This is out of the norm. Because the wine press was not designed for threshing of wheat. The wine press was designed for the treading of grapes. So in other words, he's threshing when he should be threshing. He's threshing when he should be treading. That's what it was designed for. But, 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 but you know what? what? What brings me to this point is that um, this message I, I, I'm going to preach, it, 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 it's, um, it's a wine press message. And it was made for some treading preachers, to help preachers in the ministry. But, but, but yet the Lord would have me preach it because similar to getting in threshing within the wine press, you know, the Lord laid on my heart that, you know, even though this sermon was, was designed for treaders, it can, be, it can also be used for, tre- for threshers. Amen? 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 Now, I want to um, go into my text. Samson. Samson. We know Samson, too. He was an Israelite. The Lord called him to be a Nazarite, meaning he was not supposed to shave his head, you know, um, not to put a razor to his head. Um, we also know that he was endowed with supernatural strength. Amen. And his, his story is told in um, Judges chapter 13 all the way up to Judges chapter 16. And um, what we see with him um, in um, chapter 14, beginning in verse 5, what we see with him is that um, he, he's looking for a wife. 
So he's go, he goes down to a place called Timnath, which is the Philistines' territory. Amen? And, and while he is on his way, verse 5 says that a lion roars at him. Now, now let me stop here and make a point. Now, you don't, you don't need to be looking for trouble. Something, that's, that's one thing you don't, you don't need to look for. You may have to look for a job. You, you may have to look for a promotion. But, but, but you don't have to look for trouble because trouble will rather find you. So, so, so amen. Hey. So, so, so a lion roars at him. And in verse 6, the, the spirit of the Lord comes upon him and he rents the lion. And in verse 7, he goes and meets the, the, his honey and uh, she pleases him. So, so, so he gets his, his honey to come back with him. And, and he's walking back, verse 8, he's walking back to where, where he came from. And, 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 and he sees the lion again. He sees the slain lion. In, in, in verse 8, it tells us that he turns aside and he looks at the lion and um, he sees honey within the lion. Oh, I have a point to make here. Yes, See, look, he's, now he got, his, he got his eyes set straight ahead. He's going somewhere. But yet, as he's going somewhere, in order to see the lion, he has to turn aside. Amen. Amen. Now, 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 his father and his mother in verse 3 tried to get him to turn aside because he, 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 he's one that gets married, but he has his eyes so fixed on this Philistine woman. And they tried to get him to turn aside to, to an Israelite woman, you know, because, uh, uh, you know, the, they tried to get him to turn aside to, a, to another, honey. Now, now, someone he knows. Amen. Amen. Now, 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 now isn't it funny? that he's willing to turn aside for some tangible honey, but he's not willing to turn aside for the right honey. Amen? 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 Now, 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 church, I want to make a point here that sometimes the blessing is not straight ahead. Sometimes to get the blessing, you have to turn aside. <laughs> we see the same thing with Moses in Exodus chapter 3, verse 4. Moses is tending sheep, but yet he turns aside and sees a bush that's burning, but it's not consumed. What if Moses never turned aside? Many times, church, we're going to miss our blessing because we're refusing to turn aside. Amen? Amen. So he's turning aside for some, some, some tangible honey, but he can't turn aside for the, the right honey. And if it's okay as I refer to women as a honey, is that okay? Okay, I'm going to refer to I'm going somewhere. <laughs> I'm going to refer to women as honey and to the man as a lion. Amen? Amen. Let, 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 let's refer to, to, to Adam. Now, Adam is a lion. He's the king of his jungle. Amen? He's the king of the Garden of Eden. He's the lion. But yet, but yet Adam needs a honey. You know, and um, he looked all over and wasn't found. No one's compatible. So, but, but he didn't know his honey was on the inside. Honey is on the inside of the lion. So just as Samson got the honey out of the lion, the Heavenly Father also got the man's honey out of, the, out of himself. So, so, so it was honey within a lion. But, but some folks say, well, I'm about to preach this, but I'm about to get some relationship advice. Some people say, well, Cornelius is giving relationship advice? <laughs> some men will say, well, I can't find my honey. Now, now could it, sometimes you just got the weight. But could it be that you just got your eyes straight ahead? And if you just take the time to turn aside, 
you'll be able to find what you're looking for. Amen? Amen? Amen. Oh, I'm about, to, I'm about to build on this point. <laughs> Sometimes we don't want to turn aside because we don't think our blessing is over there. You don't know, who would have thought that honey would be in a lion? Oh, I'm about to build on this point. The Lord will bless you in the most least likely places. Amen? Amen? Who, who would have thought that Peter would find a coin in a fish? Who, who would have thought that Balaam would have found speech in a donkey? Who, who, who would have thought that, you know, as Paul would say, we'll find treasure in earth and vessels? Or who would have thought that something good would come out of Nazareth? And who would have thought that we'd see honey within a lion? You see, you don't know where your blessing will come from. So, so you got to turn aside. So, so, so some, have your eyes open. Amen. Amen. But I hear some saying, well, Samson don't got to turn aside. He already seen that lion. He already know that lion. He already experienced that lion. He ain't got to turn aside after that. Could it be the Lord want to bless you with somebody you already know? Amen. And he wants you to turn aside because he wants to show you something that you didn't see before. <laughs> Amen? <laughs> look, look. Samson had to take another look. And sometimes we just need to take another look. We need to take another look and we'll see something. Because we looked on the outside first. But if you take another look, you'll see something on the inside. You'll see honey within a line. Then you can say, as Samson, out of the... Out of the I forgot the quote. What does it say? Out of, the, out of the eater came something to eat, and out of the strong came something sweet. You see, the Lord wants to show you something on the inside, so you can see that's the blind man in John chapter 9, for I was blind, but now I see. Now, 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 get some more advice. Sometimes the Lord wants us to turn aside. He said, sometimes he'll say a particular person, turn aside to this particular person. He say, Lord, I don't want to turn aside to her. The, the, the first time I experienced her, she was as a lion. She scratched me. She yelled at me. She rejected. <laughs> she rejected me. But as a lion, I thought she was gonna bite me. And, and, and you want me to turn aside to that? Well, the Lord just may want you to turn aside because your first experience, look at Samson, your first experience may have been rough, but your second experience may be sweet. Amen? So, so, so just turn aside. Sometimes you need to, I'm giving some relationship advice. Sometimes you need to realize, man, that, that, that the outer lion, sometimes you just have to work your way past the lion. Because the outer lion is sometimes the women's um, defense mechanism. You know, so you got to work it. Sometimes, no, don't be no stalker. Sometimes, sometimes, you got to get past, <laughs> you just got to get past the lion. She may be out of out of shell of a lion, but on the inside, she really a sweet person. Amen? <laughs> doing war, Pastor, say you doing, doing war. Amen. So, so, so verse 10, um, um, Samson throws a feast on behalf of his um, future wife. And verse um, 12 and 13, he, he makes a wager with the Philistines. And, and he says he, he gives them a riddle. And if they guess the riddle, um, he will, they will bless him. But if um, they'll reward him. But if they guess the riddle, he'll reward them. Now, um, um, where am I at? Um, my mind goes blank sometimes, but it's all right. 
It'll come back to me. Now, um, you know, I'll just skip it. I'll just go to my next point. Amen. Next point. Amen. Now, um, my first point. Honey, um, I know what I was going to say. It came back to me. So we get to verse 14. He makes it, this riddle was, um, out of the eater came something to eat, and out of the strong came something sweet from the guests. But um, now going to my first point, I want to extract lessons from this riddle. Amen? Amen? Amen. Now the first lesson I want to extract is um, um, the cost of the anointing. Amen? Now I'm going to refer to the honey as the anointing. And I'm going to refer to the lion as the things we have to go through to get to the anointing. Now, now, now with Samson, this honey did not come cheap. He had to work to get it. Amen? You know, it, it wasn't just given to him. And sometimes you may want some of Samson's honey, but you don't know what he had to go through to get it. And, and, and sometimes we may want another Christian's anointing, but you don't know the oppositions they had to go through to get it. You know, Amen? You don't know the struggles. You don't know the, 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 what, what they had to fight through, you know. And, and, and not only that, you, you don't know the scar. Like, if you find a lion, don't think you're going to get away scar-free. He scratched me here. He bit me here. I got a tooth stuck right here. You don't know what I had to go through. So sometimes we made true story. Um, a uh, 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 Christian would say to a pastor, I, I, I wish I had your anointing. The pastor said, okay, well, let me pray for you. Yeah, I pray that you, he started praying for the Christian. He said, I pray that you go through rejection. I pray that you go through hurt. I pray that you lose a, a loved one. I pray that you have financial struggles. The Christian said, I don't want to go through all that. But a pastor said, you said you wanted my anointing, right? <laughs> if you wanted my anointing, you have to go through my pain. You don't know what I had to go through to get it. Now, I'm here to tell you, salvation is free. But the anointing is going to cost you something, amen? It's going to cost some blood, sweat, and tears. And I'm here to tell you that, 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 that the, the, the sweeter the honey, the greater the opposition has to be. And this is a principle we see throughout Scripture, amen? Now, now when a commander is coming back from battle, and we say, man, I sure wish I had his spoils. But, but you don't know the battle that he had to endure to get the spoils. And don't you know the greater the spoils, the greater the army had to be? So it had to be a major battle won to take a major, a lot of spoils. Little battle, little spoils. You know, great battle, great spoils. And I'm here to tell you, great lion, great honey. Little lion, little honey. So if you want the anointing, it's going to really cost you something. Amen? Amen? Let's move on to the next point. Next point is um, the cost of wisdom. You see, um, this experience taught Samson wisdom. It taught him wisdom. You know, that's why he made a riddle out of it. But the only problem is he used his wisdom the wrong way. He used his, this wisdom for his own gain. Now, now, the Philistines are not saved. And you know, and, and the Israelites, let's look at them as being saved. Sometimes, the application we can use here, sometimes we Christians, when we get wisdom from certain experiences, you know, we need to be careful who we share it with for one. Amen? Do not cast your pearls before swine. Be careful who you share your wisdom with. But, 
But not only that, don't expect the unsaved person to understand the things that, that because, because they haven't went through your experience. You know, they don't know the Lord. They won't be able to fiddle out, fiddle, fiddle out the riddle. They won't be able to fiddle, fiddle, figure out the proverb. They won't be able to fill, figure out the paradox. You know, so, 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 so we need to be careful who we share it with. And a, and a third point here, when you're going through, um, when you have wisdom and you're sharing with unbelievers, don't make it complicated as Samson did. If you're going to share it with them, make, it, make them as, as simple as possible so they can understand. Amen? Amen? Now, now, now my next point is the tools of ministry. The tools of ministry. Now, now the, the, the line is going to be seen as the tools of ministry. Now, within ministry, we have so many struggles. We, we, we struggle with ourselves. And for preachers, we struggle with the text. And, and, and not only that, we struggle with a, a, another lion, because Satan it truly is as a roaring lion seeking who he may devour. First, first, um, first John 5 and, um, or first Peter 5 and 8. So, so, but how are we to counter this great lion? What keeps us from giving up on ministry? Sometimes ministry will beat you up. Sometimes ministry will make you want to take your seat. What keeps us going on? How can we counter against the outer lion? Well, the only way we can counter against the outer lion is to have some inner sweetness. If it wasn't for the inner sweetness, we couldn't encounter the outer line. And folks bothering you, what keeps you going? It's the inner sweetness. And I believe this inner sweetness to be the joy of the Lord. If it wasn't for the joy of the Lord, we would hang up our, the pulpit. We would be vacant. Choir would be empty. We wouldn't serve no more. But it's something that keeps us going. It's inner sweetness on the inside. And it's greater than the outer twirls. Now, now, the outer twirls, you know, and one of them being the adversary, the outer twirls, the, the devil is mighty. But we have the joy, joy of the Lord who is the almighty. Amen? Amen? He's the only one that can counter the outer twirls. Now, now, I'm about to make another point in the church, another angle from another sense. Now, we as Christians, we need to be both the lion and the honey. Concerning attributes, we have to be both. We have to be balanced. Let, let me explain. Now, you remember when it was said that we are to be as wise as, I mean, we are to be wise as a serpent but gentle as a dove. Can we indeed be both? In other words, we're supposed to have the attributes of both. Amen? Yes, sir. Now, if that's so, can we both have the attributes of the honey and the lion? Let, let me explain. Within the church, we are to have some honey because it needs to be some love in the church. We need to love each other. But on, other side, on the, but on the other hand, it needs to be some lying because sometimes you need to correct folks. Yes, sometimes you need to be stern and correct folks and let them know when they're wrong. Yes, and they, they, there, there needs to be a balance of both. Now, if you have too much um, lying and not enough honey, right. what will happen is it will build an atmosphere of intimidation. All right. it'll, it'll, you know, <laughs> people won't feel love and people will come in here as a lion feeling intimidated. You can't just be yes. roaring at people all the time. Yes. Amen? Amen? But on, other, on the other hand, you can't have too much honey and not enough. I mean, you can't have too much lion and not enough honey. I'm sorry. You can't have too much honey and not enough lion. Yes. Let me repeat that. You can't have too much honey and not enough lion because if you have, you say, the church, we may love each other, 
But folks need to know, like, it's still discipline that needs to be have place within a church. So when you have too much honey and not short enough line, you have people out of order. That people getting up saying anything, you know, and they say, but some people may argue, like, oh, you can never have too much sweetness. You can't ever have too much sweetness. But keep in mind with the illustration, even too much honey will make you sick. Amen. Have a sick church because too much honey. Sometimes you got to tell folks, just sit down. Yes, sir. Pastor said, we can go on and on with this point, can't we? Pastor said, be quiet. I use another word. I say, shut up. Talk too much. What's my next point? <laughs> my next point, seeing a honey and, honey and lion in view of scripture. Now, um, keep in mind, Samson saw the outer lion before he saw the inner honey. Now, with the viewpoint of scripture, I'm talking about the believer and the unbeliever. I'm going to deal with the unbeliever first. The unbeliever sees scripture as a lion. In other words, uh, for the unbeliever, scripture can intimidate them. You know, um, because they can't understand it, it's intimidating. Um, so they see scripture as a lion. But, but there's also unbelievers who don't, they see the scripture as a lion, but they're not intimidated. And being that they're not intimidated, they try to contend with the scriptures. They, they, they try to fight with the scripture. They try to find discrepancies with the scripture. And it's that's fighting with the lion. Now, um, I'm about to make a point here. Now, now it's, it's good that we, we, we have apologetics to defend, defend scriptures, and it's good that we defend scriptures, but keep in mind, we really don't have to. Don't have to. And, and let, let me tell you why, because the scripture don't need no one to, to defend them because they defend themselves. And, and let me stick with the illustration on this point. Do I need to defend a lion? I sure don't because a lion can defend himself. Amen. Amen. So, so some folks contend with the lion. It's kind of like uh, Genesis 49, verse 9. It says that Judah is a lion's whelp who devours his prey. He comes down from the battle. He, 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 he takes a nap, and who shall rouse him? In other words, who shall wake him up? You know, you don't go poking at a lion. Wake up. I'm sorry, bird. Wake up. You don't do that. But you, keep, you poke long enough, you may lose your finger. Amen. So, so you, <laughs> so you don't want to play around with God's word. Amen. Amen. But, but, but we believers, we're, we're not as an unsaved person. We don't see on the outside, but the Lord, the Holy Spirit has opened up the scriptures so we can look on the inside, and now we see some honey. Amen. Now let me make a distinction here. The unbelievers, they're looking at, but by the aid of the Holy Spirit, we Christians, we are looking into. Now, now, keep in mind what Scripture says. He says that these things that the angels would have loved to look into. It didn't say look at, look into. Because when you're looking at, you see a lion, but when you're looking into, you see some honey. But only the Spirit can do it. Now, now when I first began working on a sermon, I'm struggling. I'm struggling with a lion. You know, the, it, it's beating me up. You know, it, it's not cooperating. I'm really struggling. And, and, and you, it, you, I have to work my way to the sweetness. 
I had to work my way to the sweet stuff. You know, when we preached, they said the sermon was so sweet, but I, it didn't start off that way. I had to work my way to it. So people say, well, can I have your sermon? No, you can't have my sermon. I, I, I fought this lion. <laughs> you didn't fight this lion. I fought this lion. If you, if you want a sermon, you got to fight your own lion and, and, and get your own honey. You can't, can't have my honey, you know. So, <laughs> Amen. The next point is... Um, Preconceived notions, preconceived notions. Um, sometimes we have preconceived notions of scriptures. We have viewpoints on a certain subject, and sometimes it's rooted in our biasness and our prejudiceness. And our preconceived notions can be as strong as a lion. If someone argue with your point, you roar in at them. Scripture is no longer sweet as honey from the honeycomb that comes from the lips. It's rather as a roaring lion. You know, the, the conversation isn't peaceful because you're arguing. You're getting upset because you want them to see your point. <laughs> These are preconceived notions. <laughs> and <laughs> so we have a lion and we don't have honey. But don't you know what? In order for us to, 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 to see the honey of scriptures, you know what has to happen to our preconceived notions? Just as Samson did with the lion, they need to be slain. Amen. We need to slay, slay our preconceived notions. And when we slay our pre- preconceived notions, I just say, I'm going to go with an empty slate, and I'm going to see what the Bible and the Bible alone says about this subject. And then when we do that, we'll be able to see some honey in scriptures. Amen. Amen. And my next point, I want to talk about the honey and the lion and, and seeing and the attributes of God. Amen. Now, 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 some of God's attributes is the honey, some is the lion. Um, first, we have his truth and his justice, and these two did roar like a lion. For, for truth says, for man has violated God's law. And, but, 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 and justice came to the aid as well and says, for the penalty of sin is death. And, and, and mercy, which is, which is the honey, came to the aid and said, well, I don't think, let's not give man what he deserves. But, but, but justice quickly came back and said, well, well mercy... We have to give him what he deserves because the penalty of sin is death, roaring like a lion. But yet some other honey came, and his name is Grace. And Grace came and said, well, well, well just as I hear you, for the penalty of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life. So let's, let's not give man what he deserves. Amen? Amen? So, so we need to see God as, as, as both, because if you see him with, 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 with too much lying and no honey, you see a God that's quick to judge and slow to forgive. But really, it's the opposite. God is slow to judge and quick to forgive. You know? but, but, but there's another extreme where we see God as just honey with no lying. And, and when this happens, you see God as, as, as well, God is sweet. God is love, and that, that's true. But the unbeliever that believes this, they say, because God is sweet and God is love, I don't have to accept Jesus. <laughs> God is full of sweetness, and he's full of love. I don't have to accept Jesus. But you fail to realize that God is also a holy God. And because he's holy, he has to judge sin. Amen? Amen? Amen. So he's both the honey and the lion. And, 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 and I would like to 
in this discourse with, 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 with talking about another line. It's okay if I talk about another line? Now, 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 this line is not found in, the, in Daniel and the lion's den. You won't find this line there. But it's rather found in the tribe of Judah. Now, now, it says that Judah is a lion's whelp who devours his prey, Genesis 49, 9. So there's a lion in the tribe of Judah, and his name is Jesus. Amen? Amen? But you know how Samson found honey within a lion? Don't you know there's also honey within this lion of Jesus? Amen? The pastor said it's sweet. It is sweet. Because it is the honey of everlasting life. Amen? Yes, but it only can be found in Christ Jesus. Uh, but in order for us to get this honey, just as Samson had to slay the lion, don't you know that another lion had to be slain? Jesus had to be slain. Because he was slain, honey can come out. The honey of everlasting life. But Samson slain the lion, and the lion stayed dead. But when the lion Jesus was slain, I want to let you know that he didn't stay dead. He rose again. Ah, in John chapter, Revelation chapter 5, John would begin to, he would see a book and he'll want someone to open up the, and someone is needed to open up the book and release the seals thereof. And it says, no one was found worthy to open up this book. Not in heaven, not on earth, and not under earth. No one was found worthy. So John said, I started to weep. I started to weep. But he said, the elder would say to him, weep not. Behold, the Lion of Judah, the seed of David. He is worthy to open up the book and release the seals thereof. I guess what I'm trying to say, church, that this lion lives. Jesus lives. Jesus lives. He lives. But, 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 but keep in mind that you remember when Samson was walking, and in order to see this honey, he had to turn aside. Now, it's the honey of everlasting life that can be found in Jesus. But I'm here to tell you, if there's any unbelievers in the house, that if you want to get this, honey, you can't keep on going in the direction you're going. You can't keep on going straight ahead. You got the, you know what you got to do? If you're going straight ahead, if you want to get this, honey, of Jesus, you got to turn aside and go to Jesus. Turn aside. So let the redeemed of the Lord say, as Samson said, out of the eater came something to eat, and out of the strong came something sweet.
You got to work your way through that if you saw him from a human aspect, he looked no different than anybody else. You got to work your 